0: It looks like we made it the true life podcast. I'm so excited to be here today. We have Benjamin Moore, who is an amazing individual. He, uh, he's got an awesome story that I think everyone here is going to be really excited to listen to and learn from. So without any
1: further ado, Ben, could you be so kind as to maybe introduce yourself? Yes. Uh, Hey, how you doing? My name is Benjamin Moore and, uh, wow there's so much to uh, to talk about but yeah I've been in this space for a long time and I started I started working with uh, with psychedelics specifically with myself in 2018 in a very deep and meaningful way um, and through all that work and through all the time and connections to people has brought me here to where I am now and this is you know really an important place and I how I see us in, in the intersection of time and this reality whereas we have a chance you know to really continue to fulfill this the prophecy of the eagle and the condor which is sort of some of the tenets that drive drive how i look at the approach of this i don't know it's this sacrament this supplement this medicine this 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 religious freedom where now is the time where we're connecting reconnecting technology science and the spirit of nature and sort of marrying it into one into one unity where 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 the separation is sort of coming to an end so you know, I can go really, really deep into how what got me here. If if, if, if we have time to do that, um, but yeah, in uh, in 2018, uh, I was at my wits' end. You know, I'm, I was serving. I got I got assigned to uh, do recruiting, and there was no there was no uh, there was no more escaping for me. I joined the army in 2013, really to change my life. In 2010, my mom passed away and I became an alcoholic and life was not, life wasn't, it seemed to be good on the outside, but it it really wasn't great. So I I knew that I needed to be, put myself in a place that could connect me with other people that had a higher purpose or a higher mission. So, uh, you know, I joined the army and I decided that moment I was going to clean my life up, change everything, become a different person. And that worked okay for a few years. And in 20, you know, Somewhere between then and 2018, I started drinking again, and I became an alcoholic again. And I realized that all the things I brought into the Army were still there, and then all the things that, 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 that I went through in the Army were, were, were just on top of it, and I was re-medicating myself with alcohol, with substances. And in 2013, when I had remembered, uh, I was at my wits' end, uh, I was sitting at recruiter school, and I had no motivation. I was like, well, I already I already reinvented my life once. There's, there's nothing left for me. Like It's over. And so I remembered in 2013 uh, when I returned home from deployment, a friend of mine handed me a film canister and he said, do you want to do you want to try some mushrooms? I was like, you know what? Sure. So so I had so so him and I split the canister of mushrooms and he put this song for me. So uh, this movie, there's a movie Inception. I'm sure most people know it. And hans zimmer did the the, did the orchestra for it and then there's a t- there's a song called time and on youtube there's a 10 hour loop of this song mm-hmm. and so he put blindfold on me headset on me and I, I laid in the living room for it seemed like hours and just exploding into this like constant cycle of love and connection and then back to myself and then back into like like con- like just full connection and i remembered that feeling i was like you know what I want to give that feeling a shot. Maybe that'll be good enough. So I, being in the military, I had no, no knowledge or connection to get these things. So I go online and I got all the ingredients shipped to my house. When I got home from school, from recruiter school, I started, started growing my own mushrooms and the the first fruits that came, which was in like two months, I started eating right away. I was like, oh, there they are. So I started eating them and I started dosing myself every month twice a month sometimes sometimes more than that uh three five sometimes nine grams of mushrooms every you know regularly and i my wife was tell what was like really amazing holding space for me and like told me i was like speaking in tongues and talking in the voice of my mom and like going through all these different realities that i, I had entangled in my mind of my past well, a lot of us do and so it took a long time to to work through that, and then 2020, pre-COVID, uh, I was like, I was like, I gotta, I gotta talk about this. I was like, if I stand on the street corner, people are gonna think I'm crazy. <laughs> so, so I, I I I I saw in my feed it just popped up like some a psychedelics invention in Arlington, Texas. So I went to Arlington, and uh, met with a bunch of people, talked to everyone I possibly could because I was, you know, I was <laughs> that, that was that was the way. And I met a veteran who, uh, he's like, after talking to him for like two hours, he's like, Let me." I got to introduce you to my buddy, who's an attorney. And so he took me to, to meet his buddy. And from then, all of 2020, uh, we were trying to figure out how to buy land in Mexico to bring vets down to work with them using these plants. And this isn't something that's new. You know, there's, there's been many before us, have been, we've been all trying to figure this out. And it's, you can see it now. There's, there's there's centers in Costa Rica and Mexico, all these people are there figuring it out. But for us in our circle, uh, it, the, the the travel restriction with COVID and seeing how vets, how difficult it was for vets to travel. And so in, in November of that year of 2020, we brought eight vets down to the Yucatan to do medicine work and to sort of see what world we were trying to build down there. Cause we were working with Amaya and Ajito to, to, uh, to lease land from them. And the, and so, yeah, we brought them down and did all that work, but the str- the stress of traveling with uh, uh, vets that are dealing with uh, mental health issues or physical issues is is heightened when you're going internationally, and so that's that that pressure was really on us, and we we sort of pulled back and started trying to reevaluate things, and through that process, um, my partner uh, uh works with Five Mio DMT or Bufo, and you know hearing through the through the airwaves that. Uh, you could mix, or that that how could we get five meo DMT, which is obviously now like uh, Mission Within is using this, and they're using this in all, a lot of different other circles to treat veterans. Um, how could we get five meo DMT into an oral, an oral delivery vehicle, like a, a less intense, more smooth, longer lasting? Because it five meo DMT is one of the most prolific uh, molecules for neurogenesis, so. We really—it's really about repairing TBI and and fixing all these 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 neurons that are that are that are sleeping. And so, um, he he found through the through uh, Sasha or uh, Alexander Shulgin back in the '60s proposed this this substance which was called psilocybin, and he he made it in a lab, and um, and he had theorized that mushrooms could produce it by themselves. So. Um, Through the skunk works and the mothership here in in Austin, uh, he had uh, the resident uh, producer add this substance, this molecule, to the growing medium of mushrooms. And from it came uh, silamethoxone. The mushrooms did what was theorized to do. And so we did it. We did a test with it. And at that moment, the moment we started working with it, I realized, like, this is... This is the prophecy that so many, not, not this, this is, this is the only part of it. There's so many things that we're seeing that are fulfilling us to get back to nature. And that's really what we're trying to do is like bring nature and science and say, Hey, listen, nature and science are not going anywhere. We need to put them together and blend them in a way where it's suitable and it's helpful for people. So we started using this, this, this molecule and we we've, we shared it with a bunch of vets, a bunch of vets in our circle and it worked it worked and so for us like i'm on a mission Like it used to be seven thousand a year is was the numbers right now it's sixteen thousand, probably more because they're saying 44 veterans a day are committing suicide now for the past alabama did a study like the va's been hiding this like it's 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 a bad 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 game so for us for me it's like how because the the mission started when i started going to mexico it was like how can i get vets help as fast as, as humanly possible. Give them another day, another minute. If you're waiting for another minute, that's all it takes. So this to me, this thing started representing the ability to be able to share this new novel thing with people. And so immediately we we realized how much money was in going into researching psilocybin, how much money was going into researching MDMA. Like companies are raising billions of dollars. And if we just Put this on shelves because this is this is a legal molecule that we've created. It's not. It doesn't fall in the analog act. Doesn't exist in nature. So it's completely new and novel and not scheduled. And so we realized we needed to protect it in the beginning under under un, under a church. And really, really, that's what a church is, right? It's like it's like holding this thing at the highest point of possible praise or worship or whatever. And so to to us, like this molecule being that really is it really does represent the freedom to 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 commune and use this thing and to share it with the people that it can help without anyone being able to interfere, without companies that have raised billions of dollars to do research can't come in and say, hey, you can't do that. Because because we did create, we did create this, but this is this isn't something that like a human being, it's like the dreams of 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 solving this problem manifested this. So that brought us to today. And Spreading the good word,
0: man. That's such an awesome story, and there's so much in there. It. I want to start off by saying, like, thanks for your service, and thank you for f- having the fortitude and the courage to find a way to solve your problems, so that you can help other people solve problems. I, when I look at the psychedelic community today, there's an abundance of great ideas. There's an abundance of great people, and there's an abundance of caring and lovingness. There. However, I I do want to draw a parallel between the people that have gone through their own experiences and then administer help versus the people that maybe have learned in a classroom and then try to administer help. I'm thankful for both people, but I truly think that the person who has been to the front line of a psychedelic breakdown or been to the front line of tragedy and then used the substance to come out of there. I think they're a little bit more uniquely qualified to help other people. And I sense that in you. I think that that is why the mission is so strong in you is like, look, I've been there. I've had these thoughts in my mind. I know people that have died because they couldn't get over this last little hump right here. And I I get that sense when I talk to you and I read your profile and I see the stuff you're doing. And you've gone, you and your partners have gone out of the way to find a vehicle. That can rescue other people. You know, if you look at the yep. church almost like an ambulance or the Red Cross or all these symbols that have happened to us in life that we're familiar with, it's the same, it's the same symbol. You know, when you look at the sacrament like that, it's, it's very similar to a cross and that it it is religious in nature. And that this is the thing that may, if you fit all the qualities, you know, and, and there's maybe there are some people that shouldn't have it, but it, I think that what you're doing. Is a symbol of progress and moving forward. I want to say
1: thanks for that, man. Oh, dude, it's my pleasure. It's it, it, the the reward is so present in the lives that it's changing. It really is. Like, it's it's it, it, sometimes it, it becomes strange to say like this really is represents such a powerful solution. You know, like all the antidepressants, SSRIs, they have under fifty percent efficacy rate. It, it, it's really abysmal. It's like might as well just drink a glass of water. And so, and so, what, and what's really interesting about this is people are using this to quit their SSRIs as we speak. They're literally turned them off, and this is uh, this is creating the ability to bridge the gap in their lives. It's 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 crazy that we're using these pharmaceuticals and people are still dying by the motherload. And they and I have friends that. Just not re- not long ago, have ended their life. They were prescribed. They were on like five, six prescriptions, and so it doesn't work. And that that so the ability for us to take people from that point where the because to to most service members, uh, which is not notwithstanding the entirety of the community of of all of humanity, but you know my focus is like this most one of the most marginalized groups, and so service members. Uh, when they when they take SSRIs and all these pharmaceuticals from a doctor who says these things are going to help, there isn't anyone else to them. There's no one else that can give them advice or guidance or recommendations because they just got given the best course of action from the highest qualified person. And these things aren't working, so then they go like, "Who do I trust now? Do these things work?" It, it it becomes it becomes becomes weird when you there isn't a solution, and it's really like. I don't want to say like cancer but it's cancer of the mind and the difference is like chemotherapy is 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 designed to kill everything and hopefully your cells that are good survive it and that's maybe what ssris are like kill everything and hopefully you come out on the other side but the, 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 that's not a solution that's not a way to live maybe that's a way to like try to get the numbers and statistics whatever that's not a way for human beings to live and so how can we get them off of SSRIs and that and psilocybin was like sort of a thing, but it has a tolerance. You can't, after a day, if you're microdosing, you know, for everybody for optimizing their life, they're doing microdosing like one day on, two days off, or whatever the cycle is, because they're like, how can I study better? But for vets, it's like, how can I not kill myself? And that's like a thought that it's happening all the time. So this is something that, that people need to have an intervention for, like SSRIs are, 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 are that regular pattern of consumption. So if if all these other substances they all have tolerance lsd microdosing so those are like viable things in and in, in a way to like get people in a wave but silomethoxin doesn't have that tolerance so people are able to take it every day whenever they need it if 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 it's going to be a stressful day people can take it if they're going to be home or sitting on the beach all day they don't have to take it and and, and it doesn't it doesn't it, there's no there's no tolerance effect either so you know people are able to shift and that's what the, that's the fear of taking people from SSRIs and, and, and antipsychotics into plants is there's a there's a wave of of having to adapt. And that wave is where all of the psychiatrists and all the practitioners are in the most fear because you have to get this person from one place to the next. And once they get there, they're good. It's the transition. And that's why it to, to stop SSRIs like four to eight weeks of intensive, you know, back and forth and like uh analysis to make sure that you're okay. And with this. With this substance i hate to say it's like a substance but with 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 this molecule with this with this spirit people are able to just turn it off and turn it on the next day
0: yeah it's so. it's a that's a i really like the way you put that and it seems to me that you know as if i know some people and i think everybody listening knows people that have been on ssris and they don't necessarily i've taken ssris and i i it doesn't bring you to the conclusion that you need to change things in your life to be better. It makes you feel good. So you can continue to live the shitty life. That's making you feel bad. Yes. It's like a giant patch they put on you. Now get back out there. Yes. You know, where if you, now I've never tried the psilocybin, but I have tried mushrooms and I have tried these other psychedelics and the experience that in my experience is that you come to real realizations about why you're feeling the way you feel. Yes. You come to real realizations as hey, what can I? You start asking some serious questions. Why do I feel this way? How can I be better? What kind of an environment am I in? Why have I been yes. doing this for so long? And that's the difference. I, I at least one of them a little bit. Let's yes. shift back, let's shift back a little bit to uh Thoxen. So I thought it was fascinating to hear that it was originally in Shulgin's work.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And so now there's a process to have the actual mycelium produce a fruit that contains that psilomethoxin?:
1: Yes. Yes. That exactly. is it's Yeah. It, it, it's, what it, uh, the saying goes, the the the, the 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 further the further you look into life like the smaller you the smaller more power the more powerful instruments and the smaller you look at things the, the you know the university is escaping you is escaping your perspective and so there, there is magic happening in the mushrooms and I'm and I'm sure people are gonna you know extrapolate and study all the parts of the growing and all the parts of this but in the you know in the spirit of this for me I know that where we have a, we have a, a chemical I' don't say chemical we have a chemistry that uh, that we have an understanding of of how to feed, yes, 5-MeO-DMT to the mycelium in vivo. So it's all alive. There's no, it's not added after. It's not injected. It's not sprayed on. And they produce it. And uh, yeah, from the last October, uh, I think the first week of October of 2021 is when we started the first uh, dieta with it. And we've been sharing it with people ever since for a year. And, you know, so, and we're really allowing all the things that I'm telling you that, it does obviously an experience, but we're allowing people, individuals who who are curious and want to and want to participate in their own well-being, define this because I think that's really important. If we give people instructions, not that instructions aren't good or bad, but if we give people instructions, it limits their 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 applicability. And and we know that our consciousness and our experience is a spectrum of reality. There isn't a hey, you're a this type of person or you're that. We do this, we make these labels, but we have a spectrum of, of reality. And so if we can just create the opinion that we are all doing some sort of optimization of ourself, that we're all just trying to be better versions of ourself and not be another another self because you can't be someone else, you can't be another person. We may aspire to be like them, but we're always going to be ourselves. And so this most represents, yes, the ability to look into yourself, and that's what a lot of psych- the psychedelic work does. Especially if you're doing it uh, with good intentions, and then that's the importance of all of these things. Is when you when you, when you're consuming nature and when you're commuting with it, we set intentions for our life for our life, and we build a container. And so, in the in the in the immediate vicinity, when you build a container, you 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 make you you make your ceremony. You take your sacrament. And then your container is holding you and holding that space and energy for you to create or produce who you want to be. And the more we work with ourselves, the bigger we make our container. And so eventually the container starts as like a room, like this is my school bus, I convert it this is my container. And then the next size container is like a house or a community of people. And then the next container is bigger. And then we realize when we, because we're all doing this work and these things are syncing us up, that all of our containers really are like overflow and we're connected. And they're not like a, there's not like a wall in the containers. Really, we're just, we're all part of this whole thing. And then that we can dissolve all of the differences because we all realize that we all have to forgive ourselves first. And we have to look in the mirror and say, I want to be better. And the only way I can be better is ignoring the things that made me this way. The things that made me this way are, are still within other people. So if you can ignore it within yourself, then you can forgive others. And then we, and then you can get on with your own healing. And then you can get on with your own wellness and know that hey, I have had TBI. I know I need to take care and treat myself. This is how I do it because I love myself. I'm gonna make sure I log this process. And that starts with that starts with the first step in building your container and your ceremony, you know, and it just multiplies from there.
0: So. what a liberating feeling to know that you did it, you fixed yourself. You didn't rely on some doctor to give you something. Like wow. you did the work. And that's why you got better. And that's why you can help other people. I want to talk, shift gears into like, we can, can, if you have anything at all, just stop me or whatever. But like, I really, I I think it's fascinating to think about the religious aspect of it. Because if you go back, whether it's the Bible or the Hebrew Bible, or you get into John Allegro's, you know, the, the cross and the sacred mushroom or mercy Eliot's the forge and the crucible or you can even look at some temples in Japan that have mushrooms in them. The idea of there being a sacrament to communicate with God, however a religion defines God, like that has been in our history forever. There's a lot of literature that backs up the idea that Jesus thought that God resides within you. And so when we look at religion and we look at sacraments, I think of the Eucharist today in the Catholic tradition where someone will take this wafer and it turns into the flesh of God. You know, I I think Terrence McKenna wrote wrote a book called The Flesh of God, and he talks about mushrooms. There's there is so much literature that points to the same ideas that build the foundation of your church that build on yep. the ideas of religion in the past, and I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about that aspect of it.
1: Oh, totally. So the so the 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 oldest the oldest recorded uh, sacrament worship was in uh, the the, the Seely Cave cave system in Algeria, and you know, there's everyone talks about like dates, but 13,000 years ago is like the, is the furthest date that they think that. You know, there's a the picture of this shaman like in a bee suit that has mushrooms all over him, all over him, and then there's these little lines drawn to these to these characters into their head, and you know, so our our ancestors and that that they they say those people are what formed that became Egypt, and because that was all in that same area and it was all like lush, beautiful green, and so we were communing with nature when we started learning how to communicate with each other. And it's been with us ever, ever since. And so in that knowing, you know, we, we have done a, a really, I don't want to say strange, but it's a controlling thing in America with the religious definitions. I mean, it started back when they, they took away the elusinian mysteries and the Christian church came and like, cut the head off. All of, all of our, all of our female, this is like the the feminine energy was guiding us was guiding human beings that that those were those were who was who were holding the medicine in because the, they were holding us human beings they were they the feminine energy is what brought everything into existence there isn't this doesn't exist without that energy and we've we've men and masculinity and war and scarcity has taught us to, to get rid of the feminine energy because we need to take what we need now because there isn't any time to wait and for f- thousands of years following well I don't know, almost two thousand years following we've been living in that state of being where the masculine energy has been operating the levers and has taken away and you can see it in all the and all the, the the cult stuff which 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 trial stuff it's all it's all part of the same energy that was created then and so the 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 real truth is the freedom is always with us since we were born since our first the first animal since the first life was created on earth is divine it was the sun made it if you want if you want like scientific the sun made it all and so we have in america followed that spirit and put some limit or put some limits on what we define as churches But the founders did a really good job with the first amendment. And they said the government can't define what religion is. And so what is religion? It's, is it, it's every breath, it's every move, it's every action, and we can define it and we can use other people's definitions, but that goes back into leading yourself and as veterans, we're always taught, like for me, I'm like, we're always taught to lead ourselves and we're the leaders. We're training the next leaders that are going to replace us because we're going to leave one day and if we just leave with all our bags and then our then our spirit uh, in, in essence disintegrates but if we live a life of intention and live a life of freedom and liberation and we're doing this with others then our legacy stays behind and it and it and it motivates other people and so you know back back to that thanks thankfully the founders they enshrined this freedom of interpretation it's not they didn't give us a law they they enshrined the interpretation practicing religion to us so we can interpret whether regardless of what the government says the constitution is explicit and so we can interpret the religion however we want to as long as we're sincere in those beliefs so for us so and and really people can you know if if you break it down people can be worshiping grapes if they if it's a sincerely held belief and so Who proves that? Who proves that belief? Well, you do, and you do it by practicing it. There isn't a permission slip. There isn't instructions. Religion is free and it's used by those who practice it. If you don't practice it, if you're waiting for instructions, if you're waiting for rules, then it's not sincere. If it's sincere, you do it. Just like, you know, God bless them. Just like in, in, uh, you know, when someone, Someone asks you, do you believe in God? And if you don't, if you believe in God, and if they believe in God, if you don't believe in God, then say, I don't believe in God. But if you do, I'm going to kill you. If you don't, I'll let you live. And then the people that believe, they say it. And it's like the martyrdom. I'm not saying to be a martyr. You have to be able to stand up and be unafraid to, to believe your beliefs. We've gone so long since, so we don't know as a species how to believe our truth inside of us. In the in the plant spirit, in Mother Earth, really, she's given us those truths. Everywhere we farm cows and they poop, mushrooms are produced. That's why in India they don't kill cows, because cows give them the ingredient for soma. And soma is what gave us the 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 medicine that they were serving at the Eleusinian Mysteries. So we're we're in a place that we've severed that. But the reality is, it's all around us. It's in abundance everywhere you step. 347 miles of mycelium. The mushrooms are here in abundance to give us to give us abundance. Abundance is love, and so we took. You we're know, going back in the the, the thing, but like we took this abundance and this love, this love that was given to us by the earth, and we we've married it with scarcity of science because this 5 amino dmt is 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 this very scarce and and very. Uh, I don't say underproduced, but it's produced what what is needed. It's there's not very much of it that's that's in circulation or used. So we've taken this super scarce thing, which is the fear of 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 men, and why we f- destroyed the earth is because we're scared that we're running out of water. We're scared that we're running out of food, and so we we've destroyed the scarcity by mixing that with the abundance of nature, and so now we we can wake up to the truth that we do live in an abundant world. We live in an abundant world of resources. We're just lacking we just have a scarcity of mind people think we're running out of water but there's hundreds or thousands of miles of of, of riverbank that we can be moving people if you need water get a life straw there's it's just it, we we've, we've figured out how to complain and how to look at the speed bumps in the road except in, instead of all the lights and magic that's happening all around us
0: yeah this idea of a false scarcity is it's it's that is the control mechanism by which people in positions of authority try to contain us. They try to put us in a little vehicle and say, "Look, there's no water, but you can tell by the map behind me, like we're a
1: planet of water." <laughs> you know what
0: I mean, like, what are you talking about? How water? Everywhere. It's right there. It's everywhere. <laughs> there's more water than land. Yes. And I, it's am- I really think you did a good job at explaining the idea of scarcity. And I think you did a great job at explaining the 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 coming idea of the marriage between science and religion because I think that that is what religion is. It's people think that we have we have somehow taken science out of religion, but in fact yeah. they're the they they go hand in hand. If you look back oh, yeah. at at the past, science always went together with religion, and you know I, I can understand the difference of separation of, of church and state, but. I think that that's why sometimes we can't get along is that we have put up all these dividers between man and woman and gay and straight and black and white. And like, there's all these wedges that have been driven. Yeah. These ideas, these labels are just wedges that are put there for us to see the differences between people instead of seeing the similarities. And there's way more similarities. And so, you know, I, I really think that that's what the, the, I haven't tried the sacrament from your church, but I, I really yep. think that that is what the mush, what mushrooms and LSD and all these different substances have the ability to do if you're willing to understand it. I wanted to ask you There, I wanted to go back a little bit in that in the beginning you were, you were taking people down to Mexico and to yep. Yucatan. And I think that there's a lot that North America can learn from South America.
1: Oh, However, totally. I'm,
0: I'm curious to get your opinion. It, for those of us that were born and raised in North America, going down to South America can be a bit of a foreign idea, especially there's a lot of people who may have never traveled in their life or may have Definitely. lived in a small part of the country. I really like the idea of you bringing what you've learned and into a setting in North America where maybe people can go and feel familiar. Cause I think there's a big part of, of learning about what you're doing. There's a big part about worshiping and a, big part about being comfortable in your environment and sometimes i worry that people that go to south america they can have an ayahuasca experience they can have these experiences but they're they're not part of that culture and so maybe some of the translation gets lost so can you maybe tell me about some of the differences that you you've already started talking a little bit about it but maybe you could tell us about some actual people that you have helped while in the united states versus maybe in south america
1: yes um well, using the sacrament, as a matter of fact, uh, using asylum oxen, uh, specifically I have, there's a veteran that I, that I, that, that I, we went out and did a bufo ceremony with and, um, uh, part of the integration, uh, during the ceremony, we, 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 were, we began talking. And he said that he's had shrapnel down his spine, down in, in his leg and, you know, pushing on a bunch of nerves and he's always in pain and always, you know, it's always hypervigilance. So, um, Immediately when we got this, when we started getting this, I started sharing with him and he, he hit me up one day. He's like, he's like, Ben, just letting you know, I haven't ridden a bike in 20 years and I just rode for 25 miles. I'm just like, what, (laughs) you know, so, you know, directly. And then, you know, I got, uh, uh, um, Yeah. So that, that was what, I think one of the most powerful things that got me, like set me off. Cause in the beginning it was just Mm -hmm. sort of like, eh, this is okay. This works. Like it feels good to me. I was already deep in my process. So, so to me, I was like, you know, it it helped me a lot, but to see the, the massive change uh, in a, in a, in a veteran's life was like catalyst, catalyst to me, like, let's go, let's keep going. And uh, yeah, since then um, I've shared it with, with, with a couple vets that were I got one, a buddy of mine who's actually still active duty. Um, the beauty here is this is legal. He's uh, still active duty. He's on, he's on a bunch of, uh, a bunch of prescriptions. And he's like, he calls me. He's like, man, I know he's like, I can't do this. I, I can't keep taking, I can't keep taking this, all these medicines because it's like, I feel, I feel like I'm just a shell and I don't have a person inside. And, you know, I'm like, let me mail you these things. And so I gave him some i gave him some unfortunately right now we're in like a transition phase because it's not that it's hard to produce but getting the chemistry down and getting uh, getting the logistics down has has been a challenge but one we've overcome thankfully but in the beginning it was like okay i have this many to give you like i can give you two weeks worth you know but we really need a solution for that can be ongoing but yeah i, I, I sent him some and you know immediately he's like he's like I don't know what's going on, but this is like the best feeling I've ever felt. I haven't felt this good in, you know, 10 years. And, you know, these are guys that are like, you know, really, really heavy, heavy lifters in the military with a lot of, with a lot of combat trauma. And so it's, 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 it's nice to see, obviously I'm not going to name, name names, but you know, these are guys that I've worked with and these are guys that, that, that I'm I'm, I'm very personal with. And uh, yeah, it's important to be able to, to get that kind of feedback. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we want to, we want to keep the fire burning, I guess you could say. And when I know it works and I'm like, oh shit, that's like, I need I need to call 10 more people and 10 more people yeah. because everybody has like this, I'm, I have a mission driven, driven life. I don't, I don't uh, sub- subscribe to just, you know, I have this, these, these few tasks to do. And then I'm just going to hang out. Like if I'm not putting my energy to a purpose that is, that, that is serving other, other people, other vets, then I feel like it's like, not like useless, but. I'm just bored, and so that that needs to happen as 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 fast as humanly possible. So we went we went out today. So for every Friday morning, uh, we do uh, a Friday a Friday morning microdose uh, hike, and uh, a bunch of vets showed up today. A bunch of vets showed up, and everyone gets a microdose, and we go out and hike uh, different trails. And we don't really talk much, you know. It's it's like we're out, and then you know we take a break and we like dump, and then we're back in nature. And at the end, like everyone's like, I love doing this. Like this is. the best thing you can do is to just, just stop and be outside and appreciate life and appreciate nature. And then what the microdose does is it dials you back. So all the thoughts and the words and the, the looking for things to happen, which is event, which is like hypervigilance. um, It sort sort of vanishes and you can receive all the gifts of nature. So yeah, I do this. I do this every week, you know, with, with whoever shows up, you know, sometimes I think last two weeks ago, like 10 people showed up today like four people showed up but yeah we do this we do this regularly and it works and it's helpful so
0: yeah what a novel idea a little nature therapy yeah get out and yep. be part of
1: we left it remember we left it yeah. we left nature we, we go and we not that, uh, there's anything wrong with air conditioning because in texas it gets hot <laughs> we can't forget we can't forget we can't forget because part of life is the experience and if and if we numb our body that's what ssris are doing for our brain it's it's taking away the it's taking away the con contours and the contrast. And because we we're like, we I don't want to feel this way, so let me let me just insulate my whole life. And then that goes outwardly to insulating your whole body. And if we're always in a constant state of zen, quote unquote, then you never wanna leave it. And then when you never wanna leave it, your mind is like, what are you doing, man? Like, why are we just in the air conditioning and why are we just comfortable all the time? You know, if you build your own discomfort and you plan your own discomfort, not that it's uncomfortable to go for a, a four mile hike, but if you plan that, then you are the architect of your own struggles because you're having till now, I got a plan to get up. I have to plan to go somewhere. Oh, and there's other vets that are there and they're sort of counting on me to show up because, you know, we do this together. And, and so, so you become the architect of your own process, you know, and, that, and that's, that's all the healing right there. You know, the the dream is eventually to not, people not have to need any substances. Like, right. They just go out like, I need a little, I need a little therapy. I'm going to go on a walk, but we have to get, it's getting there. And for, for a lot of regular, I want to say regular, but most people, that's just normal. But in the, in the spectrum of the population that isolates themselves and thinks that their, their problems are bouncing around the universe when they're all just right in here. That's what we, that's what we do this for. So then come out on Friday and just dump if they have to like we'll sit with them for however long it takes, you know, I hung out with a vet two weeks ago at the, at the waterfall and just dump, 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 dump. And, and that's it. And it, and, and now because they were, they've give, been given a vehicle to get it out, they're better. And then they can give their best self forward to, to the next person and without anything else, except they've released themselves and nature's helped that. And I believe that, that we've because we've run away from it and we've isolated ourselves, we're in this trauma with nature. So you gotta dive in. You gotta dive in. Man, I love that. it's man, it
0: gives me goosebumps to think about people that might normally pay a therapist like a hundred bucks for like 45 minutes, and that guy just cuts them off. Okay, 45 minutes is up, yep. you know, versus going out with a team of people that actually know you and care about you and may have gone through similar stuff. And you can just sit with them at a waterfall and yeah. let them talk. Hey, go Good ahead. Job. What you got, man. Let me hear what you got. Like, yeah. that's so beautiful to me, man. Thank you for oh, yeah. doing that. Like that is making the world better. And like, I hope, I hope so. Yo, Thanks. without a doubt, man, without a doubt, that's making. doing my better. best
1: over here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we need more people to do that. And I, yeah, I, I agree. I, 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 I really think there's something to be said about, being in nature, because if you can understand the way the world works, then you can understand the way that you work. And you had said something earlier about how, you know, you gave this beautiful metaphor about containers and how it grow and how you're growing and how we're growing. And another way that I think that can be done is if you just look at the way mycelium grows, grows underneath us. And it, it can, it can move information and nutrients from one root structure to another root structure. Oh yeah. And I think that that's similar how it's working through us. If you look yes. at, you know, it, it's weird to think if you ever just go and look at like the root structure of a tree, sometimes it oh, might yeah. be one in your yard that comes up and you're like, wow, look at all this crazy roots and there. There's mm. all this stuff. You
1: have an oak tree out here. I do that all the time. Actually. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's, it's, it's eerily similar to the way like, the brain looks. If you look at all the neural networks inside a brain, it's eerily similar to a root structure. Yeah. Or you can't see all the little red lines of the of the um, supply chains on my map over here. But anybody who has a map, you can also look at like a globe and look at all the yeah. red lines that go across where all the shipping lanes are. That's kind of similar too. And if yeah. you start panning back and going, wow, the same way mycelium works on the root structures and moves the information or moves the nutrients across, so too does it work in our brain that way. And if we look at each individual as a fruiting body, like a mushroom, it pops up and all of a sudden now it can help other people, you know, and someone can consume your information at the waterfall or they can give to you the same way the sacrament can move through. Like that cannot be a coincidence. Like when you begin seeing yourself as coming out of this world, instead of coming into this world, I believe that's when you can truly begin to help people. And like I think that's what you're doing, Ben. I'm so stoked yeah. to talk to you and your partners and hear about this vehicle that you guys have set up to help other people. Man, I it's, it's got to feel really good about that, and you're doing it in a safe and sincere way, which is the platform no that we can use. Yeah, right. Like it's. It's a beautiful spiritual journey. Well, let me. How else do you think that this particular thing you're doing is optimizing human potential?
1: Oh, well, so uh, I have a, a friend of mine is veteran, uh, trained, um, trained a professional UFC fighter or not UFC, I won't say that word, trained a professional fighter uh, using this. You know, it's obviously not a banned substance. It's not, it's, it's none of those things, but yeah. So going from, because if you look at optimization, you're optimizing, if you're optimizing, whatever you're optimizing, it's at its current state, whether it's at the state of hypervigilance or stress, or, or whether or whether that person is already an elite athlete. So friend, obviously friends on SSRIs, using this to get off SSRIs, and uh, veteran friends who are training professional athletes. Oh, I got another friend that does... Uh, there's a paddle, uh, paddleboarding, uh, event where they paddle 88 miles from Florida to the Bahamas every year. And, you know, so I, I sent some to, 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 a friend of mine that does that as well. Um, because yeah, it, it takes wherever you are in your process and it's going to give you like a, like a, uh, like a, I don't know, a, a dimensional or a, a, a level up in like the density. So you're able to process more information. In a smoother way, because what what vigilance is? Because I can tell you exactly. I remember this: uh, sitting in a restaurant and counting people, counting exits, making sure that there's you know the back is covered, uh, doing all these things in process, and then evaluating human beings as they're moving around. And that vigilance disconnects you from reality with others that aren't paying attention to that. And this doesn't necessarily Turn it off. In that way, it gives you more information density. So the things that are happening just sort of vanish to your to your to your front. Your I say like in a management uh, thing, it's like the, the you know the front of the house. It that it goes away from the front of the house. So you're able to be present and things just happening, and you're not and you're not using those things to latch onto attention. Like oh my god, that dude's moving. Oh my god, there's a sound. And you're able to be more present. And that's just like in this in that optimization point. But then you know, uh, when I'm, when I'm doing, uh, when I'm doing weightlifting and being able to take just a little and go and, 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 and do some, uh, squat cleans and feel more connected to my process and the activities that I'm doing. And I'm able to, I want not say push through pain, but I'm able to ignore the things that would limit me normally, uh, and able to train in a more optimized way. So yeah, there's, for me personally, there's both of those spectrums and that's how, it, that's how it's been in the feedback for everybody. And, you know, I really don't like, we don't want to define it because I don't want this to be an antidepressant. I don't want this to be, but I also don't want this to be like a, you know, a performance enhancing drug. You know, it's like, it's it's—it's like, it's all about optimi- optimization. It's optimization, optimizing the system, optimizing the system, optimizing the experience. And yeah, that's, I think that's what brings everybody onto equal footing because, We don't want to limit anyone and say that you you can't do it because you're not this or you're not that. If you're optimizing your human experience, there's no limits. And that's like the truth of nature. And that's what all these plants are telling us as well. It's like, you have all these limits on you. It's like, you know, get rid of the limits, get rid of the, the, the chains, get rid of the ties defined and free yourself and, 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 and be alive. Yeah, man.
0: It's so awesome. I, 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 much like you, I'm a, I love to read and like I love learning, and I think you just did a tremendous job at explaining neurogenesis without any sort of technical jargon. Like that's so amazing to me. Like, so you know, George, what what is I'm moving this stuff to the front of the house over here? Like, if we had, if I had a picture of a brain up and there was all this stuff running through about neurogenesis. I think that that would be a pretty good description in layman terms of exactly yeah. what that is. Like, And I see that with people who have been working with different psychedelic substances is they're explaining in layman terms, exactly what's going on in the brain. So people can thoroughly understand it. And it's just fascinating to me to think how working with different plant medicines can reveal what is happening not only inside you, but outside of you in, in a very easy to understand, albeit technical way. Like that's so fascinating to me. Like it's, it brings me to the idea of that information isn't something that you really learn. It's more something that's revealed to you. Mm. And when we, you know what I mean? Yeah. And when we get back to the, I, yeah, it's, it's there. It's, it's insights, and if you look at some of the greatest thinkers or some of the greatest inventions, you know whether it's Tesla or so many people have said, "Look, I, I know this is not my idea; it was given to me, it was revealed to me, and even yes. in Scripture, artists, hear,
1: artists, the same thing, yeah, like, like musicians, yep, yeah, like the most prolific musicians are like they, the the divine is speaking out through them. We all have it. We all have it. We are all we filtered it. It's all the, the divine is, 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 is our inner truth. It's our inner love. And we've all filtered it from childhood when we've been told, no, uh, this is this, don't, don't, don't step on this. This is for this per- purpose. And, and, and we've, we've, we've stopped allowing humans to grow up and define reality for themselves. And that's the source. That's, that's the source of the divine. It's you are already perfect. And the world is like corralled you and, and, we live in a factory farm. So it's only a it's only the by as above, so below, right? You said like all these things are the same. So if if we live in a factory farm, then we're the factory farm animals. And so we need to be liberated from that. Because when you're when you're stuck in a pattern of, of thought and a pattern of experience, you don't know anything else. And yeah, so 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 the psychedelics, they just like they wipe the slate clean. And then you can discover, like, oh my goodness, I didn't know the sun was that beautiful and that was that was it that was like the most impactful thing because I can remember uh, after after my first five meo DMT experience uh, I a, after I came back into my myself immediately like I was crawling out from the shadow and the Sun it was just like it was like a magnet like I just wanted it and I and I wanted to feel its energy and its power and and I knew, after after I sort of uh, came back and 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 started reintegrating in my mind, I'm like I've never experienced something so new, but it's something I experience every day, all the time. It doesn't it doesn't end. The sun just does its thing. But these things, there's these gifts that exist in reality that we ignore so often because we're told how to define them. Oh, it's just the sun. It's it's you know it's giving us giving plants photons or doing photosynthesis or growing fruits. That's no big deal. But like we are like we shouldn't exist so the the miracle is like every moment every time the sun comes up it's like all these all these beautiful things exist the flowers and trees and things that just happen to be and those are the gifts those are the gifts that we we've, we've been ignoring and the and the, the plant spirit mother earth she's like remember me remember me remember where you came from like this is the gift. This is the heaven. There's no other heaven. Like this is it.
0: Wait a minute, Ben. Are you trying to tell me that a Tesla won't buy me happiness? Are you trying to tell
1: me <laughs> that
0: I don't need to have a million dollars in the bank to be happy and I just can be myself and go outside and be happy? Is that what you're trying to pull here?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Those things. <laughs> not, not those things. Not that those things aren't mar- are aren't marvels and amazing. I, I mean,
0: absolutely. I
1: love cars.
0: Yeah, but that's,
1: but that's part of the, that's part of the, the, that's part of the process that's like when you create the abundance, but getting us to the abundance part and then all the other stuff that's like art, right? Most, most artists, most artists create the most beautiful artwork because they have seen that, uh, that scarcity doesn't exist and they can create the abundance with their hand or with their sound. And that's where it comes in. And that's where these plants are doing. They're like, there's abundance everywhere, ignore the things that take from you and only listen to the things that give to you. And then, and then everything else will, will, will set itself straight.
0: Do you see the, the voice, like, if we just talk about those as voices, like the, the things that call to us, like abundance versus scarcity, do you see the voices of scarcity beginning to grow softer and the voices of abundance beginning to grow louder?
1: Yes. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. It's, well, there's no, there's no way to hide it anymore. We, we just, we just need to know who to listen to and what to look for. But the internet thankfully uh, was built for reasons we don't want, we, we don't need, but like, just like anything war, we can't, we can't go back and change the past, but war has hyper-connected the planet. It's made logistics quick. It's made us be able to share information across vast swaths of, of, of space. And so the the truth that has been hiding in the shadows is now in plain sight and you, the, the the systems can't ignore it anymore so people are seeing the solutions and we become what we see just like you see in, in instagram influencers you know if people are listening to people that are paid to behave in a certain way that's taking from them and so if you're not paid to behave in a certain way if people support you what you do because of the way you behave that's people to, to listen to that's pe- the people to follow and so, you know, we've 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 been like juked out of psychology because we hire psychologists, <laughs> we literally hire like clinical psychologists to work in marketing companies to like cut your brain open digitally and sew in their 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 plan or whatever they want you to do. And it's 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 really bad. So, you know, we're we're at, we're at the point where I don't think that information can hide anymore. And it's all here f- for us to learn. We just need that's why like part of my Part of my thing is like, I, I, I'm just trying to continue to connect people because people do consume things in abundance from, from, you know, diet fad companies that are trying to sell them some, 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 you know, 30 day weight loss, you know what I mean? And that's not the answer because that's, it's, 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 it's driven by money it's driven by consumerism and capitalism. Not that those things are bad, but they're like a vehicle or a tool to use to exchange value or energy with people. But when you've hijacked them, then we, 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 we stay in the way that we are now. But the, yeah, information has, has totally, I think, totally leading us in the, in the right way. With us being able to share like this right now, yeah. people can learn.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you talk about how some psychologists or, you know, even a lot of science, if we just use science as a catch-all, has been used to fundamentally change the way people think. It's almost like a CRISPR technology, where they get in there and they take out that part and they put in this other part, you know. Yeah. And they've created this bridge of, oh, let me change out your idea of happiness for this idea of productivity, and let me change out your yeah. idea of well-being for profits. And you know, I, that's I, when
1: science, I, the, the, that's when science divorced science divorced spirituality. And that was in the that was in the beginning, and we've divorced spirituality and science like philosophy philosophy and science are really one and the same yeah science is just like proving out the philosophy you know in real life and we've divorced the philosophy is science but philosophy really is religion and because philo- philosophy is a belief philosophy is an understanding it's not it's not an experiment in itself and so yeah we've we we've divorced those things and that's why we're sitting in this in this place And, 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 and solving this problem as we, as we go through it, because the answer is it's the philosophy coming back and guiding the science instead of science being guided by money, you know, and I don't like to say money's the enemy, but it's the love of money, right? It's the obsession. It's the control of money or the flow of money. And that's what it's a, it's like a people control, but philosophy, philosophy is like the application. It allows this, these things to be, Done in a more spiritual, more sacred way. Because it's a belief. And it's a and if we just believe in money or believe in getting wealthy, then it's just gonna cause more calamity.
0: Yeah. We you know when you think of the word holy, I think the etymology of that is whole, like you yep. know, it's whole together. And this took me a long time to to begin thinking about because we do in, in the beginning, when you start realizing things, you get upset. You're like, dude, it is this money. It's these people in power. It's war. And you start going down this rabbit hole of all these things. But the truth is, those are all necessary. Like those, the, every. I know it sucks to say, and it's, it's it's hard to think about, but if you're honest with yourself, all of these atrocities have been necessary. And if I think about it, like this is the way that I was able to, in, in, to integrate it is that like, when you look at birth, like if you've anybody who's had the miracle who has been lucky enough to have a child live through childbirth and you've seen it like there's a real chance your child can die there's a real oh, yeah. and it happens all the time and my heart goes out to every person who's lost a child or a wife or a loved one in any way but especially in childbirth because there's this miracle happening and there's just blood and there's guts everywhere and you're like yeah. <gasps> You know, it's, it's tragedy, uh-huh. it's comedy, it's, it's everything. And it's right there, like this oh, yeah. birth and rebirth and like, that is us. We are constantly being reborn as a person, as a species, as a planet. There's this cycle of life and death and like all these things that have happened in just our short history on this planet <sighs> have been death. Yes. And now, all of a sudden, I promise you, if you can look at it that way, then you can begin to see the life being born around mm. you. There's these green shoots. There's there's people like you that have found a way so to not only come through tragedy, be like, okay, I made it through. Who can I help? I'm gonna call this guy. It's not enough. I gotta help 10 more people. I gotta help 15. And every one of those people is now going through a process. It's like the earth has reached out, be it the sun, be it Gaia, Muhammad, Buddha, Jesus, Ezekiel, whatever. Form you want to say that has inspired you has reached out now and now you have the ability to help other people. It is this rebirth. So think about these tragedies as not something you should dwell and live in, but as like a catalyst for you to now move forward and see the things that are happening. Like when I listen to you talk and when I see the work that you're doing, man, I just want to give you a damn hug because I see that you're helping other people. (laughs) Yeah, man. Like I see that what you're doing, I see you're helping people. Um let me let me uh, talk about this so i've I've heard you talk about psilomethoxin as a microdose. Yeah. have do you know any have you attempted to use it in a like a macro dose?
1: yes yes uh, uh, I haven't I haven't I haven't taken more than a gram and a half personally uh, but we have people in our church, uh, female who uh, female sexual trauma or, or military sexual trauma um, she took three grams, which, you know, it's in, in, like psilocybin mushrooms, like good, strong psilocybin mushrooms, three grams is pretty strong. And, uh, so yeah, she, she messaged us and she said that she had a transformational experience that it was amazing and it was soft and not, 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 not like psilocybin, um, uh, but its own, but its own thing. And, uh, a lot of healing had, had transpired. You know, I don't want to go too much into summarizing right. the right. stuff she said, but, but it was really super meaningful to her. And she worked out a lot of the, 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 the problems that had got her into the, to the mindset that she was in. So it was really rewarding to hear that. And this is a person that has been working with ayahuasca and mushrooms and other sacraments as well. So uh, very versed in the, in the space. And um yeah, so it was, it was important to get her feedback because, you know, it does, no matter how much work we're doing, there's, we always reveal things and our, 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 our minds are always working through processes. So, you know, it's definitely rewarding to be able to hear that level of, 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 of healing at that, at that dose. Um I'm someone that had worked with that because I know female sexual trauma is huge. It's almost like 30% of all females that serve when they leave, they're going to leave with sexual trauma. That's not, that's not, that's not sexual harassment. That's physical sexual trauma. So it's, it's a big epidemic in that, in that specific category as well, which I'm, so I'm definitely moved to hear that it helped them.
0: Yeah. It's, We've we got a lot of work to do, helping our brothers and our sisters and ourselves mm-hmm. becoming better people. And, you know, I, <clears throat> there's two, I got two ideas that you had talked about that really speak to my heart. And it it is the idea of bringing back ritual into the idea of religion and not so much where there has to be an authoritarian structure where like someone stands up there and lectures or, or someone comes up and like, those things are all fine. And I'm for any type of healing as long as it's working. But I really, really have a fondness for reading about the Eleusinian mysteries. And you know We can look back to a time prior to monotheism where there was all these pantheon pantheon of gods and, and, Mm My some of my readings about the Eleusinian Mysteries are, are, it's been a ceremony that has been going on far far beyond monotheism and and I was recently I hope this doesn't sound pretentious. I was recently at a winery. I, I'm guilty of it. I was at this winery. It was beautiful, and you know that's good. Yeah, I know. I love it. I love it. And and we were up in Northern California, and I sat down at this small table overlooking this giant vineyard. And I just had this sort of vision in my mind where I was like, wow, I wonder if this is something like the Eleusinian Mysteries. And, you know, I, I from what I've read, I've, I you hear stories about people making first off a pilgrimage to get there, right? Like maybe yep, it takes a yep. day or two or three days to hike out to this remote area. And then upon getting there, maybe you, the first day you receive this sacrament and you watch, imagine being in a giant open air theater and you're watching this incredible play take place this tragedy of persephone and demeter and this woman watches her child die or lose or get kidnapped or something and ma- imagine a light dose of psilocybin or whatever people are familiar with for me it would be like maybe a few grams of mushrooms and you're all of a sudden you're enthralled in this thing and you've no lo- you have almost given up your personal identity to participate in a group identity to become one with those around you. And now you can see this incredible play and take part in a tragedy together. And that to me is like the ritualistic idea of us healing is like, Hey, let's take part in the tragedy of life together. And can you imagine having like, imagine me and you and some of our listeners and some of our veteran friends, or maybe our parents or our, our younger people that are, becoming to get to go through this rite of passage and you see somebody die and you feel that together. Like, and then all of a sudden the person comes back, they find her and they're like, or, or she comes back to life or you find the kidnapped victim. And it's like, we went through this thing together. And what a great way for us to understand that we're all part of each other, that as yeah. much as we are an individual, we're also part of this same organism. I I'm wondering if, if you as the Church of Silomathoxen have have begun to incorporate rituals. And I just want to say one part on rituals is that, you know, I I think that if you look at some of the indigenous tribes or even some of different smaller ideas of religious ceremonies, the the ritual is something that allows, that, that not only points towards the thing we're trying to get to, but it allows you to participate in that thing, so you're getting yes. to experience yourself on multiple levels, and I'm wondering yes. if your particular church has thought about, or maybe they already use that type of ritualistic ceremony to heal people.
1: Yeah. So um, specifically under the auspices of the Church of Silent Methoxin, we're just we just do it's like a, vir- a virtual church, and on Sundays um, there is for members there is a, a, a talk that is shared like uh, different topics or different subjects, but, uh, you know, for me personally, the, so that the church of Silomethoxan is, is for us literally just protecting the molecule and all the activities and all the, all the, all the, the, the uh, ritualistic work is like more individual. So for me, yes, last weekend I was out in the desert with eight other vets and we, we participate in this sort of ritualistic approach where we go there and, um, Uh, the person that is it's someone that's uh, someone out, out out there in that circle sort of organizes the process and everybody's sort of acting out a part in the play and everybody's acting out their part and not some other part so it's like you're playing the character of you and the person you used to be and you get to participate in this communication and then we all are playing that part it's really interesting we're all playing the part of that character and then um we we come to a point in 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 the this is like before ceremony begins that we are able to to speak to ourselves through other people to solve our problems so we're like exchanging and someone's playing a part of you know someone played the part of my mom someone play, you know someone's playing the part of 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 another vet's dad and um you know so it it, it, it becomes like really a beautiful uh a beautiful synthesis of other people helping to act out this role. And really what you're saying is, is, is really, is really huge because this is one of the most powerful, I'll say group, group ceremonies that I've, I've been a part of um, because we were able to act our own thing and do our own, do our own process. And so we did this and like, basically I want to say uh, disintegrated or destroyed the old version of ourselves by throwing it into the fire. Yeah. Um, you know, we all like sort of had these things, we wrote it all down, all the things that brought us to this place. And then everyone stood around the fire and we all threw every, threw the shirts in the fire. And it was like, <sighs> you know, blaze of glory. Um, and then we, and then, and then we're, we're like, now we're infants. We've shed it all mm-hmm. and we're doing that. And, and we're doing the part, which is cool. And then we went through the ceremony, and you know, came out the other side and like reborn, and really like uh, ritualistic and music and circle and people crying and people rolling around in the dirt and 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 it becomes a place where a bunch of warriors can take off the the shell, can take off the armor and take the sword and like beat it, beat the sword into a plowshare, and make it a shovel that so you can plant a tree or a plant. You know, we had shovels. We have all this stuff. And, and because it's, it's all of us know that we are, we're building the containers out to, uh, to intersect with each other. But yes, the ritualistic approach is not necessarily vital, but it is, it is extremely helpful and illuminating to people, especially, especially those who uh, maybe not, maybe not ready for a full dose or a full dive into the, into the process to have the ability to see others doing this or even just knowing of others doing this and it sort of gives them some some bravery or some courage to say oh they did it and look at them—they're—they're they're, look what they're doing with their life they're making better decisions and they're happier and so maybe I want to try that you know but there is I think there's something something to be said about putting in the work you know doing the walk doing the walk getting to the place you know getting to, to getting to see what's possible because everyone can say no all the way and that's what the acting part is and then the ceremony is this is the is the community with nature so it's like doing the act seeing what you can be seeing who you can be and then are you ready to go and that's what the medicine helps with the medicine helps with you know because we want to believe it but like just like god everyone wants evidence that god exists and it's hard for someone to say i believe no matter what and so we believe I believe we can be better. I can. I believe I can be that person that I want to be. That's not hypervigilant. That's not thinking all these things. It's not thinking why did this happen to me? Why? Why did my family leave? All these other things. It's. It's whatever. I just. I just disintegrated that part of me. This is what I want to become, and now I can. Now I can fully disintegrate my ego. Because we're trying to. Everyone says ego death, but it's not really any. It's not. I don't think it's really a death. I think it's really reevaluating, and then your ego gets to be reborn. And that's the willingness is being able to, to get, to give your ego a second birth because you're born when you were born, you know, and in, 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 the limited, in the limited view, we go, we want to die before we die. So we know what dying is like, but you, but, but, but really like there isn't a, there isn't a way to die without being reborn and we see this. So we know that. So that's really what we're, that's what really what we're working towards is like, how do we, how can we give birth to ourselves and to the, what we want to see? And another, and, 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 and another uh, sort of like a little powerful tip is the mirror, you know, the world is our mirror, as, as, as we say it, I guess, or the, or we're the world's mirror, however that however that works. But really mirrors are so important. And in psychedelic work, actually, I was talking to uh, a vet today. He's like, uh, they, they told me, people, people always say, like, don't look in the mirror when you're working with psychedelics. And I said, no, look <laughs> in the mirror. I'm like, look in the mirror stare yourself in the face what are they what are the eyes like they're the window to the soul and so we spend all day all week all month looking into other people's eyes and other people's souls we're, we're looking for ours and it's right there the whole time so get a man there's so many points there ben I, I
0: love it man like there's so much you said that like i don't even know where to start from if you die before you die, you'll never die. You know, like if you plow, your, you bend your sword into a plow. And like, I love all of that. Like I've read such similar that. And maybe it's the accounts that we have heard that bring us together. Maybe it's the yeah. idea of mycelium growing us together. And I, I agree 100% what you see in other people, be it good or be it bad is only recognizable because that's what resides in you. And if you can yeah. remember that you see someone acting, I'm like, that guy's a dummy. Guess what? That means you're a dummy. because You recognize that. And maybe that per, maybe that's being showed to you so you can help that person or you can help yourself. But yes. that's the reason why you see things in other people is because you recognize it in yourself. And now we- listen, we've talked about a lot of awesome things. We have talked about helping people. We have talked about, some, some, a lot of great things, but I think it would be irresponsible for us to continue talking only about good things. When there are things that are difficult, like it can be scary. Like, look, and then the truth is if you approach psychedelics and you don't have a healthy dose of fear about them, then you're being a little bit irresponsible because everybody I know that has done the work and you must do the work. You're going to find yourself in some dark spots because you can't grow unless you get past those dark spots. It can be frightening because you are confronting demons. You know, if we keep it in the context of a religious setting, you got your own demons to slay. And no Mm -hmm. matter how much I love you, no matter how much I care about you, no matter how many landscapes that I have been through that you may go through or vice versa, I can't kill that demon for you, man. I can tell you how I killed mine. I can share stories with you. But like you said, you got to do the work. And people who go to the church – or who find a friend, or, you know, like you have to do it. And I think that that's where the glory comes from is because at the end of our ceremony, you and I can stand shoulder to shoulder and be like, did you do it? And you'd be like, I got him. I was yep. scared though, you know, yep. but can, let, let's let start with that. I have, a, I have something after this that I want to talk about, but let's talk about the fear. Let's talk about killing demons and how that, you can't do it for people. You can help them, but yeah. let's talk about that part of the responsibility. What can you share with me?
1: Well, uh, yeah. So everywhere, everywhere you shine light, there's a shadow. There isn't. There is no avoidance. It's the 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 knowing. The the knowing part is it's all you. It's not anyone else. You and you're in control. And one of the one of the things I remember, I was, uh, I, was I was working with DMT. And, um, I can remember being in this place and it was like a giant factory of light, like shapes and the shapes were moving, but there was a flow and and an organization to it. And I remember being present and I'm like, like down here, I'm like, hope they don't see me. Hope they don't know I'm here. And then it took me a minute. And I realized like, wait a minute, this is me. This is me, but it's not but it's not, it's not, not scary, but, but I can't do anything to change the things that are here because they're present anyway. And I'm present. So how do I, how do I deal with that and handle that information? So just basically just stood up and I stood up and the, the, the all the fear, like it vanished because all fear is doing, all fear is doing is making you not look at it. It's like, when something is scary to you, you want to look over here. We've been giving so, we've, we've, we as humans have been given so many options to shirk our attention away from the things that are, that are dark and difficult. Cause you can just go, oh, I don't like that. Click, scroll down the page. Oh, wow. It's music. And start listening to that. And so, so I, I got in midway through my, through my journey work myself, uh, noticing I was doing that, like super light, super light, super light, super light, because I wanted to seek the light, I wanted to ignore. The things that were causing me stress or pain or struggle and so i was doing that and i realized that everywhere i was casting light was creating a shadow and every perspective that i was just it was solely casting light on it was creating shadows that i was ignoring um like with my family and my kids and it, it was it was it was good in that because it illuminated to me because no one's telling me this i i have always been since i was a kid i've always been t- teaching myself things no one's ever mentored me. Or I, I basically learned how to cook on my own. Like did everything. So, you know, I'm like, so I, thankfully I was able to uncover this because my family, uh, being a good support system, which is important to have a support system. So if you don't have a family, and you're working with psychedelics, you need to make friends, stand in the streets, wave your arms around, just say, I need someone to talk to. Um, but, but yeah, so they helped me uncover that I was ignoring the, the shadow part of the, of the light that I was shining. Cause I was always looking at the good in everything. And the real, the real thing is like, we, we live in this way where the light is like our spirit and the ego is our body. And I think the ego can be looked at as a shadow in a way, because the light guides us in a direction and our body really follows it. You know, we're going to dream what we want to see. And then our body follows and experiences it. And so we have to make sure that as we create our experience and our dreams to accomplish or to, to, or to, to achieve, that we realize that our body, our physical reality impacts not only us, but everyone and everything around us. So I walk barefoot, like, so I can feel the earth because if you don't, you're going to step on things that you didn't know were there. And it's not, and it's not, and it's not, uh, it's not like to stop you from causing pain or harm or struggles with others, but it's to help you recognize that all of the things you do and everything you touch affects something. And so then you can get some, let me say empathy, so you can understand how you intersect with the world. And that starts to not make the shadows go away, but that starts allowing you to hang out there because you know that pain is required and struggle is required. It's not something that can be avoided. And so the, the especially working with these medicines, they, once you realize the physical reality is you're safe, these things can't kill you. These things are safer than coffee. They really are. Like you can overdose on aspirin. You can't overdose on mushrooms. You can eat them until the sky turns red. And so when you realize that you can, you can take your light self and you know that your, your physical body is going to be safe, then you can look in the shadows. And the shadows really are just the things we haven't reconciled about our life the things we were we're ignoring that we were clicking past or scrolling past and they're not anything more than just memories or mm-hmm. thoughts but if you manifest them in the future and that's what fear 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 does for us is if we don't address the shadow then we manifest those things into into the future in front of us because we're avoiding and by, by what you avoid is what you see what you avoid is what you experience it starts to replicate itself and so yeah, so it's important to 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 when in the knowing know that your body's safe when using these substances as long as you're putting yourself in a good way and then allowing your mind to really create the light to guide you but your body's going to experience it and your body's going to walk and you're going to talk and you're going to interact with people and if if you ignore them if you insulate from them you leave behind your shadows in them and we want to not we want to not we want to avoid that because those those things come back to us and they remind us of of the things that we didn't we didn't resolve in ourselves so if you walk barefoot and you step on a lizard you're going to feel not saying that you should feel bad but you're going to feel how important life is you're going to feel how how fragile this reality is because we are just the same we are just as sensitive to the environment as any other animal. And then once we realize that that all these things are gifts, then we can we can live in a more on a more flowing way with 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 reality. I'm not saying walk around barefoot all the time, but it's just having that relationship and that allows you to live in the shadow in the shadow stuff because it, it is it's our physical manifestation. It's how we manifest reality. We're literally standing in front of the sun, you're casting a shadow behind you, and you know, you're creating it.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful, man. All you got to do is go outside and look at a tree or look at something that casts a shadow and then look at the ecosystem around it. What grows in the shadow of that tree? Are there certain things that grow in that shadow and certain things that don't? There's certain things that like the light and certain things that don't? And I know for me, you know, you could almost get into the Jungian idea of the shadow. But, you know, I, I think that here's a good one. My daughter's eight. And she used to be scared of like the boogeyman in her closet or under her bed. And, you know, that is the shadow. You know, I had to explain to her like, look, yeah, yeah. Dad, there's a monster under there.
1: (sighs) Yep. I do the same thing.
0: (laughs) There's one under there. But you know what? You got to make friends with that monster because that monster is just as scared of you as you are of him. And I promise you, it's scary at first. But once you make friends with that monster, he's going to help you. He's not under there to scare you. He's under there to protect you. Think about it. Like Anybody comes in your room, that shadow's going to get him. He's on your team. Once you integrate that shadow into your life, guess what? Now you can become whole. And you know what? Hey, that shadow's dark, but he's always with you. You're dark. You have a dark yep. part of you, but yep. it's okay. That dark part of you can be your best friend because it's never going to leave you. That right. shadow's going to follow you everywhere. Make friends with it. Understand it. That's you. That shadow. And I think yep. I think that that is another way people can. When you get in, if you're in a psychedelic experience and you find yourself feeling the terror before the sacred. When you get this, oh, like, guess what? That's you. Let it go. Cause, cause that is there to show you. Yep. And you might, you turn to the left. It's there. Turn to the right. It's there. It's going to be there, but understand it's trying to contact you. It's trying to put its arm around you. Be like, Hey pal, it's me and you, man, we're, we're on the same team here. You know And I think? <laughs> if, if you can understand and integrate that shadow My friend Kevin calls it shadow work. You know, when you're doing your shadow work in these experiments, when you're going through these dark recesses, like it can be scary. It can be frightening. But just the fact that you know it's part of you should at least relieve, allow you to take a breath, or take a few breaths like that will help you get through some of those dark times. I, I think you did a great job at explaining that, man. Thank you for doing that.
1: Oh yeah, totally. And, 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 and just, and on that same, on that same, uh, same wave, it's, that's the importance of putting yourself to do this work. Cause like, especially with vets, like deep psychedelic work really is shadow work and to, to, to put yourself in a container that you know, you're safe, physically safe you know because we obviously the, we're, the medicines aren't going to hurt us but once we realize we're physically safe and if we need support that someone's there that, that will stand by us or sit by us or get us water then we can go and then we can attack the shadows in, in, in the most radical way because there's no reservation on if i freak out am i going to be okay if i freak out am i going to hurt anyone if i freak <laughs> out am i going to run off and so you know the importance of of, of having all these things in line that And that, that comes from the beginning, like with the intention, with the intention of working with these medicines. It's not like, not that I, not that I don't enjoy taking uh, acid at a music festival and running around yeah. and having fun. But, sure. you know, but, but I couldn't do that before I started doing the work. I couldn't, that, that wasn't, that just wasn't possible. You know? So having the ability to, to, to come through that process in a safe place, you know, for me, it was at home with my wife watching over me but for 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 most people that's not that that's not the reality and that's why we're doing that's why we have this the using the the church to sort of uh protect this process so people can do these things in the united states um you know, so we we use different organizations obviously to do this uh, with veterans here in the states the uh, church of toxin is specifically for that that molecule but um you know yeah, it's having that container to be able to free yourself. So then, yeah, you can look at the shadows. You can look at all the things that are that are influencing you yeah, and not worry, hey, is my body all right, you know, yeah,
0: yeah, is there a certain methodology? like it, like I know that if you look at a lot of the people that are out there now, be it, you know, I don't know so much about ayahuasca or these different ceremonies in South America, but I see a lot of what's happening. In the United States, as set and setting, whether it's at John Hopkins or these other places, it seems that you know if you take the Terence McKenna model, people take five grams and they lay down in silent darkness, maybe with an eye shade or some yep. music. But I'm wondering, you know, I've also heard of people that that take it and go for a run. I got a friend that will; he swears by. It's better for me that. I'm going to take my three grams and I'm going to go run as far as I can. And that's that for him, that's where he gets the work done. I'm wondering if there's a certain type of methodology you guys use, or is it more open and, and maneuverable or, or what is it like if someone wants to come in, they get accepted into the church They they've gone through an evaluation. They've gone through all the things that you need them to do at that point in time. Do you have a standard setting or do you just talk to them and try to figure out what's best for them? Uh,
1: well, so the way we apply, you know, working with, especially with, like these, these deeper medicines, you know, salomethoxone notwithstanding, but like Bufo or you know, ayahuasca, even we had uh, with, with vets in Colorado. Um, we, yeah, with the, there's a, obviously an intake protocol, make sure people aren't on uh, prescription medications right. that can, can you know, contraindicate with the, with what we're doing. But no, it's, it's, it's just like, like, just like I did last weekend uh, out in the desert. It, we, we follow us a pretty strict process and we want to have things uh, go from, you know, we come in, Typically we do like a tobacco purge as part of the process and um, you know, opening the circle, sharing, this is why we're here. This is what we're doing. Um, not so overly controlled, but but free creation. So we bring musical instruments. Uh, we have some background music playing and, you know, we're really communing with, with, with the medicines and then allowing the, the inner child that these medicines sort of help bring out of us to, to be able to interact with the, with, with the environment. And so that's why I say like the importance of building a container. So we have you know sound bowls and drums and um, uh, maracas and all these toys to play with. So as we're going through the process, and and we have music playing, and as we go through the process, people are able to pick stuff up and just do just just interact and play. Obviously, like in the beginning of the ceremony, it's it's very serious and very intentional, um, because we, we're trying to uh, draw out, draw out like the inner divinity in people. So in the beginning, I, like I said, we put it, we super organized like breath work, uh, tobacco purge sometimes, um, uh, mindfulness and then, uh, opening ceremony medicine. And then through the medicine, you know, hour, two hours, three hours, however, the, however, the, 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 the cycle goes, people are coming, sort of coming up and we're, we're wanting them to play with, um, we're wanting them to play with medicine, or not medicine. We're wanting them to play with the toys and the musical instruments and all this stuff, and that that brings out the playfulness in them and sort of allows them to actually participate in the circle and and participate with their energy instead of just you know I'm coming here to get healed I'm, I I got to leave with like a band aid you know what I'm saying so give me just one second I got to plug my computer yeah
0: in. man absolutely one
1: second. Uh, yeah a second wink yeah. <laughs> Missed it. There it is.
0: and we're back nice all right so let me let me ask you this one here let's 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 stick with some issues that could be troubling for medicine people and institutions like what like let's say that let's say that i come to you ben and i'm like listen man you know you got this church we got problems with jim jones and kool-aid and you guys are doing this weird thing man like What, what, like, what do you say to the people who are, or let's say this, let's say that you have somebody that goes through your program and then all of a sudden gets the idea that maybe they are the, they get the holy man syndrome. Like they decide, Hey, you know what? I've done this stuff. Now I am going to start my own thing. Is, Is that something that is, is on your guys' radar. You know, when I when I talk to other people in this space, one thing people are worried about is some sort of resurgence of like a Manson or a, a, a Jim Jones or something like that. And what, what would you say to people that say, hey, man, you're, you, you are beginning that process of starting something crazy or someone that graduates from your program may do something like that. Like, what, what would you say to somebody that said that about you guys?
1: Uh, well... Firstly, uh, I don't believe in limiting any human being's experience. I do believe in giving them the best possible tools to be the best possible version of themselves they can be. And if somebody makes a choice to leverage the the knowledge or the learning or leverage the medicine against other people, well that's like shame on them. But that's that's in a way that's sort of limiting i guess limiting or pre premonition on what's possible is sort of what creates too many rules to begin with because we know it in the deepest in in our deepest hearts when we have abundance nobody fights with anybody and there's enough to share there isn't any of that and I, i i don't i don't specifically worry about those things because i think that in the goodness that people experience in these in these processes the 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 desire unless they're not true believers and they're not actually doing the the work if they're just coming in taking like you can say like corporatism it's like a corporatist yeah. approach exactly. right which is like, which is which is like i believe what you're saying but i'm not going to experience it but i'm going to monetize it right. and and, <laughs> so and, true. and and so and so but there but that's that's always going to happen and so the best way to solve those problems is to create so much light and abundance and so much so much of people doing it in the the way of love and light and then the other things will just fall by the wayside and we're never going to be able to completely uh stop bad actors from from acting badly it's just not possible and so i like the fact that uh, this approach and usually in most 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 cases the approach to these medicines is very sacred um mm-hmm. but yes there are but there but those are people that do those things regardless. Those are people that do those things that that take advantage of of other people, no matter what the scenario is. You know, before psychedelics, we've had you know everything's considered like everything could be a cult, but yeah. there's been these things forever. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't really spend so much time worrying about it because I know that at least I know that my intention is in the most most good, and I can I'm, I can only do my best, and nothing more.
0: Yeah, I agree 100 percent with you. I- I always want to try to push back on stuff though, because I know that people people have questions that may be afraid to ask. And so, oh, totally. you know I mean? And I, and I,
1: I look at to it. Be, you have to be, the key is, the key is if you're a participant, you can't be afraid to talk yes. to the people who are organizing your event. You can't be afraid to ask questions. You can't be afraid to stand up for yourself because why are you there? Why are you there in the beginning? You're there for yourself. And so if there's any fear, there's any resistance and you sense that that's a natural feeling that you need to get answers to your questions right if you don't feel comfortable stop don't do it that's the key knowing when you're so if there's people that you are working with or that are working with you that you get that sense from like saying this to everybody but you get that sense just there's no you don't have to continue no is or yes is always revocable so you can just turn around and leave And there's no judgment. And that's the key. We're all thinking we're being judged. We all have to do this or we have to do that. If you don't feel comfortable, if you don't feel safe, if you don't feel good energy, leave. Hit me up. I'll put you in the right direction. Like, seriously, (laughs) it doesn't, it's, 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 it's the the truth is that you're right. There is people that are doing this and taking advantage of other people and it's, and it's sad. Uh, but it can't, it, you know, outside of, you can't be, you can't be stopped. People, people behave the way they want. So it's on us as individuals, as participants. Hopefully people get the, 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 the knowledge to be able to discern when there's people that have, don't have their best intentions. And usually you can get it, I think, right away. And especially with these ceremonies, you got to be careful. You can hear it in, like I say, like ego. Yeah. But people start sort of impressing upon you what you're supposed to feel. Or how you're supposed to see things, or what you're supposed to experience, and like a good a good practitioner or a, a good uh, a good facilitator would be removed from would be removed from your individual ceremony or part of your ceremony that goes on inside. And the facilitator is here to facilitate your safe uh, ascension within yourself, not here to impose themselves into your consciousness. And so, yeah, you have to, people need to be unafraid to leave if they don't feel safe.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you said that. That's really well put. And I, I want to put a, a exclamation mark on the idea that the facilitator is not there to program you. And any That's facilitator right. that does begin to tell you what you saw or interpret that, your method is their job should be to listen and maybe help out from time to time, but their job should be pretty much to listen. And I, that, that is something that if, you know, I think it's called like, um, like I forgot the exact term it is, but it's like when you expect something to happen, it's like your own cognitive bias of like that's supposed to happen. So it happened. Yes. And so, a lot of people when they go into any kind of therapy you know the, a lot of people have done their own leveraging and it's important that they leverage their own they have their own leverage on themselves so they can change and if if someone is there in in, in programming you you know you can like you said you can sense it you can know when people are telling it's like you go to buy a car person is yep. telling you what you want to hear yep. and you yep. know it but you still don't do anything about it cuz you want to hear it you know and That's so right. when you find yourself in that situation And I think that's what the medicines do is they help you to stop lying to yourself in some ways. Like they force you to see the light. They, they at least open up your senses to the idea of like, ah, maybe I'm bullshitting myself here, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and, and so, but I do think that that is a, is a, is a really great way you put that. The facilitator should be there to not instruct you on what your remedy should be. and, And it should be more reflective in questions like that. But. Benjamin, I, I'm having an absolute blast. I could talk to you for another hour. I got to go to work though. <laughs> right, and, um, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But before we go, I hope I, I got a few more minutes. Can you, can you just tell us like, where can people find you? What do you got coming up? And if someone saw this podcast and it's like, oh man, I'm a veteran or my dad's a veteran or my mom, or maybe my son's having a little bit of a problem. Like what's the best way for people to get in touch with you or, or, or just to move forward from the point they feel they're at now?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm fully, i can, I can, I can, uh, can give my Instagram handles P five, I L O five silo five, but the S is a five. And like, that's, that's the extent of it. Cause most of my, most of my clients are referrals. So, which, which is, which is not a problem either or, but if right. people want to follow sort of my approach and how I do things, like that's a good place. Uh, they can connect with me on LinkedIn, of course, um, because my focus, even though I work with work with work with vets and and civilians too, but I don't I don't do. I'm, I'm, most of my time is focused on getting this this molecule spread to as many people as I can. So most of my yeah most of my time and focus goes there. And so I am happy to steer anyone into any direction they need to go that needs help. If people need help uh, with any substances, if people need help with integration, like I work with people that do all those specialties. So, And I work, because of the nature of this in the past few years and the legality of things, it's all through referrals. And so I'm happy to, you know, anyone that is willing to connect with me, I'm willing to talk to and to get them in the right place in the right direction. So I don't tell anybody no. I mean, I may not be able to help them directly, but I know people that can, you know, in their respective places. So yeah, definitely uh, Instagram and I can share my phone number and people can connect with me on a signal messenger as well. Like I don't, I'm not really, you know, I don't have any sort of reservations for that, you know, depending on how you sort of approach that.
0: Yeah. Well, I think people can, I'll put your LinkedIn profile in there. And then if people want to contact you that way, Rather than give out your phone number to whoever's listening yeah. to this, which I'm, I'm sure everyone who listens to this is an awesome person. I mean, because we're awesome people. But, you know, m- maybe make people take that first step to get leverage on themselves to reach out to you and then you can move That's really good. If
1: people, if people <clears throat> take the time to make a LinkedIn post, yeah. a LinkedIn profile and then yeah. connect with me. And so in the next two weeks, maybe four tops on the back end of the Silomethoxin website, there will be a community uh, conversation. Uh, page. So we're working on which provider or which right. which which company wants to organize this. So, and I'll be all over that. So we'll have a way to to uh, have all those conversations happening um, with, me, with me integrating it because, like I said, that's my focus. And LinkedIn totally, and that, that LinkedIn does a lot of things for people, but it helps them realize their professional application of their life and gives them value, which they can obviously and then use. So yeah, do that. I'm down with that. Yeah. And then as, as the site gets closer
0: and closer to finalization and those forms come up, we'll have you back on and you can, you can reintroduce what's going on and talk about some of the things there. So totally awesome. Do you have any speaking gigs coming up or what if someone was like, man, I really liked what this guy said. I want to ha- bring him out here to help some people in my area. Like do, do you do some consulting like that work and, and, um, yeah. got any gigs and any consulting work? Um,
1: like, I, I I'll be, I'll be, I can't disclose the place specifically, but I'll be going out and, uh, once a month, uh, to the desert. And I do that, you know, three or four days, actually Thursdays and Mondays. Um, and that's every, like, what was last weekend? So, um, can't remember the days of last weekend. I try not to pay, yeah. t- pay attention to numbers too much, but yeah, it's basically the same weekend every month. And then, um, I have two weekends a month where I do medicine work here in Austin and then on weekend of freedom. So, um, but during the week, I'm always willing to do this, these these types of conversations. I just have like uh, stuff scheduled you know, hours here and there. But uh, my wife is very forgiving of my process, and that I have to be connected into my work, and it has to be connected into my life. So I try to make myself available. So if people want to speak or talk or uh, go deeper with me, uh, definitely reach out, and then we can schedule and make it work. And I'm willing to do night nice stuff. I don't, you know, I, I was in the military, and I spent a lot of time doing things for long periods of time that I didn't necessarily want to do like days and days, operations training 24, 24. So I know the contrast and what, how far I can go. And the mission is so important to me that, yeah, if I have to stay up for a day and a half, that's what I got to do. Because I know that I'm trying to get this done. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. I know exactly what you're saying, man. I I know. I know exactly what you're saying, man. So I'm super stoked to talk to you, man. Is, uh, why don't you leave us with like a, a little tidbit, a little, you got like a little maxim, or like, what, what, if you could just tell people one more thing about the church of Silamathoxen, about making, integrating, helping people, living life, what would it be?
1: <sighs> uh, two things. Thing one, go into your room, your bathroom, wherever you have a mirror that you can see your face. Look at yourself in the mirror. See yourself, see your soul, see who you really are. This physical manifestation of your life is just your body. You can become whoever you want to be, but you must tell yourself. You must, you must cast this magical spell into yourself by using your words, by using your spirit to generate the words, and then you must cast them out is our, your, your your mouth is a, a spell caster. You cast spells to your body and your body follows it with action. So cast a spell into your body that means something to you that can give you the change, even if it's small, even if it's just, I want to go outside and smell a flower. Give yourself some small pieces of love and, 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 and cast spells within yourself. And then your body will become that. You'll become that love that you want. You want to see you want to feel you want to experience and yeah that's that's basically that's basically the uh the extent of what i see is like magic we're magic we're magic and everyone i've everyone i've intersected with or interacted with you know we we have this magical device we have like it's a wand in harry potter but it's this we are doing it we're literally doing magic and sound is such an important powerful aspect of, of reality And when we can organize the words within ourselves to to lead a better life, I'm going to go read a book. I'm going to go walk in the park. I'm going to go sit down and take a deep breath. When you do the things that you say to yourself, you've just fulfilled a promise. You've just casted a spell and then you know you can do it again. And that's it. Then you're on like the snowball effect.
0: Yeah. And then the word became flesh. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you all had as much fun as I had. I hope you all got to learn as much as I learned. And I hope you're excited about the rebirth that is the world we're moving into. I hope you got to take Ben's words and let them roll around in your head. And and I I, I know for a fact, you, you had to have gotten a lot out of there because I know I did. That's all we got for today. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. I love you guys. Aloha. Ben, stay with me for one second. I'm going to close this out, but I wanted to right. talk to you real quick.